When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On this 50th episode of the OFNT podcast, I cover Apple's upcoming iPhone event. I also talk about my new tech purchase and more. Maestro? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. I hope this finds you well, and you're having a great week. Damn it. Apple didn't give it me before scheduling their their upcoming event. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the 50th, I say 50th episode of the OFNT podcast. Start off with a correction, kind of. This was uh, supposed to be the last episode of the first season of this show. Of course, Apple scheduled an event for the new iPhone on Tuesday, so this has forced my hand. I have to record a supplemental episode dedicated to that. And that's what you'll see in your feed next week. It won't be an official episode. It will just be an episode covering that event. So let's start off with some tech news. As I stated before, the Apple iPhone event has been scheduled for Tuesday, September 13th. Because of my shift change, I will not be able to watch the event live the first time in years. I will watch the replay, though. Besides the new iPhones, rumors are that we may see AirTags, which are small Bluetooth-enabled discs that you can attach to various items, for example, car keys, enabling you to track them. Also, there are rumors of a HomePod Mini, which, in my opinion, will be dead in the water for reasons I laid out in previous episodes. The much-rumored Apple over-the-ear headphones might even make an appearance, and I'm sure it'll be expensive. Another thing that the tech press is excited about is the possible announcement of the first Mac computer featuring Apple's own silicon powering it. Though Apple said the first example of this will be released by the end of the year, We'll just have to wait and see. I think uh, they'll be announcing that in probably November, just before they drop it. Next up, many tech websites are criticizing Google's latest event. They are claiming it was weird and too low-key. Some even speculating that the Pixel 5 might be the last phone Google releases. Well, maybe because I'm an old fart, I kind of like low-key events. Also, the year 2020 has had an overabundance of excitement, and it's not over yet, so maybe a low-key event is just what we needed. 
As far as the speculation that this may be Google's last phone, I'm thinking it won't be. I just think they are trying to find their niche and not attempting to compete with the high-end releases like those from Samsung and others. Tech I'm using. As promised, I purchased a new Apple Watch Series 6 with cellular capability. I had to travel a lot farther than I had planned to get it, though. The closest Apple store to where I live is about 10 miles away, but when I checked the Apple Store iOS app, I saw that it was not available for pickup at that location, which means it's out of stock. I then figured I'd just order it through the app for delivery, but the delivery date was between late November to early December. That was the estimate anyway. Not wanting to wait that long, I looked at where it was available. The closest place was about 30 miles away, so I scheduled an appointment with them. Arriving about 45 minutes early, I figured uh, I was in for a wait, but when checking in, I was told my order was ready. After trading in my Series 4, which took about 15 minutes, I was the proud owner of a Series 6 with cellular function. I set up the watch in the car, which took less time than I remember the Series 4 had two years ago. I guess this model really is faster. And during that setup, I was taken to my cell provider's page, and I activated the cell service. It was truly a painless operation. I'll see what the bill is next month, though. First impressions. The watch is faster, the screen is brighter, and the band, I chose to stick with the Sport Loop, fits better than the older Sport Loop did. Other than that, so far, the watch functions just like my old watch. Oh, I, I did check out the blood oxygen function. Mine was 97% for those who might be curious. But I was wrong when I reported that the blood oxygen test could only be performed manually. It seems that the watch does this all during the day, which makes more sense. So I'll update as I go along with this watch. Entertainment News Eddie Van Halen died October 6th at age 65. Of course, he was the lead guitarist of the legendary rock and roll band bearing his family name, Van Halen. He succumbed to throat cancer. He was diagnosed with cancer of the tongue back in 2000 and had a third of it removed. The musician blamed his habit of holding metal guitar picks in his mouth for the cause of his cancer. Well, he was a cigarette smoker since the age of 12, and I think this had more to do with the tongue and later throat cancer than any metal guitar pick. I saw the band warm up for Black Sabbath at the Oxford New Theatre circa 1979, I believe, or might have been 78, and though I enjoyed their set, I never really was a fan of that style of music. And that was the band's first tour. So rest in peace, Eddie. Next, the second largest movie theater chain, Regal, announced that they are closing all venues in the UK and the USA due to the COVID pandemic. That and the fact that there are no blockbuster movies or potential blockbuster movies being released. Amongst this backdrop, it appears that Hollywood wants a financial bailout. Eh, another reason to vote for Trump. 
The multi-million dollar celebrities have told us they loathe half this country's population, so why should my or anyone's tax dollars go towards helping them out? They can bail themselves out. Podcast News InsiderRadio.com is reporting that Conan O'Brien's media company, Team Coco, has inked a deal with Amazon-owned Audible to provide scripted and unscripted podcasts for the service. Also from Insider Radio, Sarah Silverman, the far-left comedian, is also launching a podcast. Oh, joy. Next, PodTrack's top 20 podcast list is out, and it hasn't changed much. Besides up-and-down movement of individual shows, the list remains the same, dominated by National Public Radio. Not one independent podcast network or host made it onto the list. Folks, the squeeze-out is real. If I didn't love doing this, I probably would call it quits, as it seems that to be even moderately successful these days, you have to have a team of writers, producers, and others behind you. Money, I guess. A lone podcaster just can't get noticed these days. This trend will have an effect on the industry, in my opinion, when independent podcasters start realizing this sad fact and start withdrawing. Podcast hosting services will start going out of business. Digital audio workstation software companies will see decreased revenue. And equipment manufacturers will see decreased, decreased demand as the market is flooded with used equipment. If you were going to start a new podcast, my advice is why pay for hosting? You might as well use one of the free hosting services like Anchor or Red Circle. I've seen drastic changes in the podcasting landscape over the past year. The majority of the changes have been terrible for the independents, no matter what the original podcasters and their websites tell you. They just want you to keep paying for their advice and services. We'll just have to see what the future will bring. Next, Pod.News reports that Spotify has recognized Parcast Union. They joined the Gimlet and Ringer podcast networks, who have also unionized. All three, of course, are owned by Spotify. I feel a monthly subscription price increase coming for the music-slash-podcast service. Also, I don't think Joe Rogan is going to last on Spotify. Just saying. Hey, it's story time. You know, as part of celebrating the 50th episode of the show, I'm going to bore, I mean, tell you about my journey with mobile phones. After getting my first cell phone, a Motorola model that resembled a wedge of cheese, which I purchased for $100 at the local 7-Eleven, I decided I didn't need a cell phone. As time went on, the need increased, so my wife and I went through a bunch of dumb phones. The first smartphone I acquired was a Palm, hey, remember them, Centro. It was a small phone with only edge capability, but there wasn't a place where it wouldn't get a signal. This phone ushered in the world of text messaging for me. I loved this thing and gave it up only after it was destroyed in a shower. Yeah, I was at the gym and was so engrossed in a text conversation I was having that I walked into the shower with it. That didn't turn out too well. 
After that mishap, I got a Samsung Blackjack, which ran Windows Mobile. I never cared for that phone, and Windows Mobile would freeze, causing me to constantly reset the phone. I wasn't happy. For the first time, I reached into my own pocket, and instead of getting my phone subsidized by a carrier, which was the norm that that those days, I purchased a Nokia E63. It was made in Europe, which was different, and was a copy of a BlackBerry, same form factor. It didn't have GPS, but you can buy a module which would give the phone that feature. I declined to do that. The text message app didn't order the message sequentially. Instead, it ordered incoming message by latest to oldest. I purchased an app which corrected this. Nokia created an ecosystem of their own at that time named Ovi, which means door in Finnish, and I was all in. I used Ovi Mail, Ovi Messenger, and Ovi Music. There were a lot of us Nokia users, mostly in Europe, but the community was strong. I made a lot of friends within that Nokia community at that time. Ovi Music was my favorite of the services. It cost just $4.99 per month and had a better catalog of music than its U.S. competitors. After that, and again reaching into my own pocket, I upgraded to the Nokia E72, which had the same form factor as my old E63, but had a higher resolution screen, built-in GPS, and a beautiful all-metal construction. Problem with this phone was that the management at Nokia overrode the engineers and decided to hobble it with less RAM than it should have had, resulting in a myriad of problems. Still, I rocked that phone for over two years. For work, I bought a cheap BlackBerry Curve. This got me into the BlackBerry Messenger world. At that point in time, most people I knew were were on the uh, BlackBerry, and I wasn't impressed by the operating or ecosystem myself, though. Then along came the Nexus One, the Google Nexus One, which I purchased and ditched the Nokia E72. I found Android to be unpolished and clunky, even compared to Nokia Symbian. The hardware wasn't that great either, so I ditched that phone and replaced it with Nokia's new N8. I love the N8 and still consider it to be one of my favorite phones. I kept that phone until Nokia went over to Windows Phone Operating System. People started replacing their Blackberries with iPhones around that time, and my family did too. My son and I held out, though him rocking the HTC G1 and I, my faithful Nokia N8. I picked up a Dell, yes, Dell, Windows Phone, but quickly ditched that and the infantile Windows Phone operating system, at least at that time. Eventually, I replaced that with an HTC 8S, which was one of the most beautiful phones ever. People would just come up to me and ask to hold it. Yes, it was that gorgeous. Windows Phone was starting to mature and become useful when that phone was released. Later that year, my wife surprised me one birthday with a gift of an Apple iPhone 4S. At first, I didn't care for it. You couldn't customize it, and I was sort of anti-Apple at that time. After a while, I started to appreciate it and eventually made it my main phone, with the HTC being regulated to my work phone. Nokia then ditched Symbian and switched to Windows Phone and released the Nokia 
925. That wasn't their first release, but that was, I think, their best. That was the pinnacle. You know, and being a Nokia fan, I had to pick one up. It looked great, felt as solid as the iPhone, and the operating system was just as smooth and snappy as iOS. And as I said, I believe this was the height of Windows Phone. Of course, Windows Phone was the victim of a long-standing feud between Microsoft and Google, with Google refusing to release any apps for the platform. I've never forgiven them for that. After that, the operating system just withered and died after a while, which was a shame. I liked it better than Android, and it was as polished as iOS and a, a true competitor if they only had the apps. But this time, my son was all aboard the Google Nexus train, and I joined him, starting with the Nexus 6, which was my favorite of all the Nexus phones, and ending with the Nexus 6P, which, in my opinion, was a piece of garbage. Google killed the Nexus line and replaced it with the Pixel series of phones. I've used the Pixel 2 and 3, and while serviceable phones, I just don't care for Android. I can't put my finger on it, but there is something about Android that leaves me unsatisfied. Let's put it that way. I've gone completely Apple with phones, earbuds, iPads, iMacs, MacBooks, and even Apple TV. I've had the iPhone 4S, 5S, 6S, 8, 10S Max, and now I'm rocking the 11 Pro Max. No work phone for me these days. I love the way all Apple hardware integrates. There is no ecosystem like it. I just wish prices were more reasonable. My son held out until August of this year. He wanted and received an iPhone SE, which he really likes. As I said in a previous episode, once you get into the Apple ecosystem, there is no return. Well, usually it's rant time. I don't have one this week. Then I've got like an announcement. This wraps up season one of this podcast. I'll have a show covering the Apple event next week, as I've mentioned, and then there will be a brief hiatus until I return on November 1st. There will be some minor changes to the show, but nothing too drastic. It's been one heck of a year doing this show, and I hope to make it better for the new season. Though my audience has fallen a bit, especially during the pandemic, and has never really recovered, I just want to say thanks to those who've remained. This gives me a reason to keep going. That and I enjoy doing this. So again, thanks loyal audience members for listening. Well, that'll wrap up the final episode of the season. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you, and I hope my efforts were worthwhile. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com. Again, if you feel so inclined. Let me know how I can improve the show and what content you want more or less of. So be safe. And I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, guys, you know what I'm going to ask you next? Just do me a favor. Get off my lawn. I'm out.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.